Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to Madam Perry's Salon, the podcast that loves you, the podcast with more celebrities in the inauguration, right here in the Genie Bottle. I am your cruise director, your spiritual advisor, and your groove mistress, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jen, Jennifer, JP, Perry. It's all good with me. I'm just glad that you're here. And thank you to everyone who's been subscribing. And if you're listening live tonight, which is June 11th, 2020, um, 2020, I think people think of it as the year of the apocalypse, but uh, radio, you might see up on the screen uh, uh, an azalea pink rectangle that says follow in white letters. If you would, please follow or just follow on whatever platform uh, you you use to listen to podcasts. And thanks to all the people who have nice messages on, or reviews actually, on Stitcher and Apple iTunes. I really appreciate that. It lets me know what kind of shows that you like and guests. And also it helps me to continue getting the kind of great guests that we've been having. And, my gosh, I had Donnie Most, Ralph Mount from Happy Days, and he's got new stuff in the works with Robert Wool and some Adams and a new CD. Um, Billy Vera I had the other night. Um, just all kinds of fascinating people recently, people coming up, and just like the guest I'm going to have tonight. And if if you were here in the Genie Bottle, you would see that I am with one of the most fascinating people you will ever meet that I have ever met. And fortunately for me, she's my BFF. She's an and soon to return to podcasting because she belongs on radio. And that is my BFF, the magnificent Kenya Colbert. Kenya. Hello. Man, I love, I wish I could take you with me everywhere I go. Like, even when I go to the grocery <laughs> store, <laughs> you can introduce <laughs> me. <laughs> Are you sure? Thank Are you, you sure about that? Because I am you know positive. You know, I say you don't know people really until you've either worked with them or lived with them or traveled. And we've done all three. Well, we haven't lived together, yes, but we we've have. traveled and we've stayed together and worked together. Um, and every time we come back from a road trip, I keep thinking, God, I'll never see her again. She's probably had all <laughs> she can take. <laughs> Not, don't believe her, guys. She is hilarious. She should have been a comedian, actually, because she missed her calling. We have done so many great projects together and traveled so much and had so many fun things together. So I absolutely love being here. Love, love, love it. They're probably still, they're still talking a lot of places, Kenya. And by the way, speaking of comedy, you have a comedy project coming up. I'm sorry, I missed what you said. You want, I said, you and I have a comedy project coming up. Do you mind if I mention it? I do not mind at all. Okay, because it's going to be here in just a day or two. By the way, I might need one more line from you. My audio engineer is getting very, very particular about this being perfect. 
But Kenya and I oh, are launching boy. a series. Actually, I've worked in the last year or so working on, you know, background and, and working with court shows and, and stuff in Atlanta. And I've worked on a lot of court shows. And so we've just started a, a small, it's like a radio play series. It's called Judge Madam Perry. Yeah, that's really clever, isn't it? Judge Madam Perry. <laughs> you know, you know. And, um, and Kenya plays my bailiff. I do. <laughs> and You've got to hear it, guys. Gonna, You've got to hear it. And she's going to walk away with the whole show because it is hilarious. Because you, you get to hear her thoughts. You know, there, everybody has lines, but with her, you also get what she's thinking and not saying. And uh, it's going to be so much fun. And you've got a podcast, a new podcast coming out on 4th of July. Tell us about it, Kenya. Yes, yes, yes. So, guys, so I have a new podcast. It's called Wake Up Everybody. And it is my way of honoring those people, those ordinary people who we consider to be ordinary people. But turn out that they are extraordinary. So I have an opportunity once a week to talk with those people and find out what inspired them, what they are working on, different projects. And we look at individuals as well as nonprofits. So it's well-rounded. It really is fun just to think of all the things that we never really pay attention to. And on this show, I am able to kind of go behind the scenes and kind of peek in and see who's doing what. And I, I love this show so much because these people are what I call the social, um, social game changers because the things mm. that they're doing is for others. It's not about them. It's all about the difference that they're making in the world, and and they are game changers. It's like you have just got to come and sit in and listen to some of our guests because what they bring to the table is that behind the scenes, we always see the finished product, but in life you realize that what you see at the end is nothing compared to the journey. So I am walking you through Ooh. their journey. To see the final, to see the final thing, guys. Well, I'm, you know, all of your fans are excited about it, and you know, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader, and I'll be sharing the information on all of my social media so that people know when it starts, how to listen, where to find it, and uh, know what's going on. Also, uh, the title of it, "Wake Up Everybody." What does that name imply, and where did you get the name from? Anybody that knows anything about Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, you will recognize this song right away because that's one of their most famous songs, Wake Up Everybody. And it's a call oh, to yeah. change. Yeah, do you remember this song, Jennifer? Yeah, just, I'm oh, not you a know singer, I so I, please don't make me sing it to you or you might not listen to the show. So I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> Just go back and listen to it. <laughs> the song is really it's it's a um it's a call to change, and that's what the the podcast is about. It's, it's making changes that matter to the world, making a difference. And I, that now, song inspired you, me. It motivated me. Well, there's not a way. It's one of those songs where there's not a wasted word. Every word has a meaning, and everything is specific. It's just it's just uh, a beautifully written song. 
and it's been covered by a lot of people, not just Harold, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes original, but also uh, Teddy Pendergrass. I think John Legend might have covered it too and some other people. Yeah. But, um, you know, just even that, that when it, when it just starts off, wake up everybody, no more sleeping in bed, no more backward thinking, time for thinking ahead. Yeah, so that's yeah. – uh, the world has changed so very much from what it used to be, and no, so much hatred, war, and poverty. Yeah, it's time to uh, get something new going on. So I'm, I'm looking get forward to it. Reason. If anyone can lead us, you can, honey. I'm so proud of you. Thank um, you. I was going to add one thing to that. Teddy Pendergrass was actually a member of um, Harold Melvin and the Blue Nose before he went out on his own, and oh. that was one of the first songs, actually, yeah, that he started out. Um, that made them all, that put them all at that next level, I guess, because they were already out. But he came and joined the, joined the group, and that was one of the songs that put them out. Oh, okay, okay, all right. That's good information. So he got everybody yeah. to wake up before the love TKO, right? Oh. <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay. Well, listen, Kenya, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a success. I'm going to make sure everybody knows about it, when and where, and I love the idea of it. Um, Thank you, baby. And, of course, another thing we like is uh, you and I both, always we talked about we've always loved science fiction. My best friend Patty and I, when we were growing up, you know, we loved um we were there in the early days of Star Trek and, and uh, yeah. all those kind of spy, sci-fi things. And uh, your parents loved sci-fi. We've talked about that before, your mom and dad. Yeah. yeah. And just, uh, they raised us right and, there in the middle of it. <laughs> and they raised you right, too. So uh, <laughs> well, tonight, you know, I, I love having sci-fi writers because they're, you know, I write, you know, humorous essays, real life stuff, things that happen in my goofy life. But to me, the people that can create, you know, Jimi Hendrix, when he wrote a lot of his songs, he said he would imagine, okay, there's Mars, there's these communities, they start a war, and then he'd write a song about something happening during that war on Mars. And so these writers that write songs and write stories, write books, uh, science fiction, uh, speculative fiction, just, I, I just have such great admiration for them. Well, tonight we have a, a guest who's been here before and actually i've got to say i got to give the shout out to becky kyle rebecca mcfarlane kyle was the first person to introduce me to this writer and say you've got to read his book you've got to have him on the show and when becky says you've got to have somebody on the show i do it i know she's serious i know you she's right do it. um i do he's uh she said you know, she said, you know, you've got to get this writer on. His specialty is Afrofuturism, which was a new term, uh, genre to me at the time, uh, that particular term, black speculative fiction writer, by science fiction, fantasy, sword and soul. I like the sound of that. And uh, <laughs> just prolific writer. I don't know how. He just, he, he just puts out a lot of books. Um, so let's go ahead. And welcome once again. Let's make room for him here in the genie bottle. I think we're going to sit in between us here on a cushion. So we can talk to him. Welcome back to the genie bottle of Madame Perry Salon, Milton Day. J- oh, excuse me, Milton J. <laughs> Davis. Welcome back. <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> Hi, Milton. Oh, Sorry, I was so excited. <laughs> Got got my got it all tongue twisted. Oh yeah, I'm glad you're here. How you feeling? You feeling good? 
Yeah, feeling good. Glad to be here. I mean, feeling good under the circumstances, but, you know, hey. <laughs> okay. Oh, ooh, that sounds like a conversation. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I know. Well, you know. I know. We got, you know, like they got that Rona out there now, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? <laughs> oh, I know. And everybody. And, and I had something I had to go pick up this morning from somebody that didn't want to give it to me. I had to get it to the courthouse. And they said, oh, just you can't come in. We'll just mail it to you. And one place I said, you can't come in our office, the bond office. I said, well, can I, I got to get this to the, I got a deadline. And well, can, can I just come out in the parking lot and you just throw it out the window at me? You know, I don't have, you know, I'll have on my, I'll have on a hazmat suit. I've got everything, you know, I'm all wrapped up right. and, and a mask and gloves. Just throw it out the window. It won't hurt my feelings. I'll grab it and go. And then the courthouse, no, you can't come in here. You, you just put it in the mail. I thought, well, what if it gets lost in the mail? So I go down there, and everybody try to give it to the courthouse, the people at the door. Can you just hand this to the probate? No, we're not going to hand anything to anybody. you got to go down the hall, go down the hall. How do you work at the probate office? Yes, great. Could you could give this to so-and-so? No, you have to go downstairs. They're down there. <laughs> Let me just. If I knew somebody was in the office, I'd just slide it under the door, you know. And uh, oh, my God. Said, oh, we're going to lunch. We're going to lunch now. You can't. I said, no. Well, can you? Can you? Yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, uh, we're going to lunch now. Well, could you just take this and throw it in your desk before you lock the door, and I'll leave everybody alone? I just got to. Yeah, and, and people, you know. There's either people who act like, oh, it's a hoax, it's not real, I don't need a mask, and then there's people like that that I'm not going to touch it, let somebody else touch it. <laughs> That's probably me. I'm that one where I'm not going to touch it. Let somebody else touch it. Look, I'm scared to breathe. I know. I said, I, you know, look, you can just lay down. I told the other part, you can just lay down and kick it to me on the floor. I'll be fine with that. It won't hurt my Oh, feelings, no. <laughs> It was a hard day. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a hard day. Not a hard time. Yeah, it was a strange day. So, yeah, you're right. The Rona has changed a lot of things. Anytime somebody coughs, all we all duck. So, uh, oh, for real. yeah, but I hope that I hope that you and yours, your families, I hope you're all well and keep it safe. Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. You know, one of the things, uh, before we get into, uh, into all of your books, um, one thing I want to make sure I don't forget to say is that so many people now, um, and especially creative people like yourself, are coming out with different things to entertain people. Like people are at home, um, and you can't get out, so people are writing parody songs to entertain, you know, based on the situation. Uh, yes. Uh, there's a lot of those that are, that are very clever that are out there, and a lot of people are doing, like, you know, the, the TV hosts at night are doing their sh- in the Well, pretty much everybody on TV is... is broadcasting from their own home um people are getting creative which we all have to do Mm -hmm. when we adapt and uh, people doing entertainment online and um we're just like you know like i said kenya and i have a a a radio type show that's going to be out soon judge madam perry and um you have also stepped up on that to to deliver the entertainment to people. I've noticed that once a week on Facebook, you have we've, there's a, a story time with Milton Davis where you read to us. Oh, yeah, that is so nice. I started doing it. Um, uh, a lot of my friends were doing it, and um, you know, because of the situation, um, a lot of us, you know, would would get time to spend in front of in front of people at con- conventions and stuff like that. 
But, you know, now that all of them have been canceled, you know, they've been kind of trying to find a way to still communicate with people and, to be honest, sell books. <laughs> so, uh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Nothing wrong with that. I decided, yeah, I decided I would try it out. Um, uh, I started reading some stories from a, a collection of, a collection I'm working on, which are some short, like, I guess you call them magic realism stories that are based, like, in Georgia. And um, they're based on my childhood and different things like that. And I felt like those stories would match my voice better since I had a southern accent. And I said, well, these stories are written by the South, so I should be reading them. And uh, it's been it's been yeah. uh, really good. I I guess the feedback came back a little better than I thought it was than I thought it was going to be. So I've continued to do it, and it's been really fun. I've mean, been enjoying it. That's great, cause you know, and and come on, what is more comforting? And this is a stressful time in a lot of ways. And even when people try to joke or try to get through stuff, still, we you know in our quiet moments, we you know everybody's a little bit afraid of like all this, of so much going on. You know, there's so much going on, um, politically, emotionally, and and health wise, and uh, yeah. And, Yes, a lot of things to do with it. And then, of course, if people have children, you know, they're asking uh, about them, you know, or they're a little nervous. And come on, what do people, what is nicer? What's one of the most comforting things to have somebody read to you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's, um, I, I'll be honest, I don't listen to a lot of audio books. Um, I'm a, more of a reader, um, but they're very popular now. A lot of people listen to them on their way home, you know, when they're in the car and stuff like that. And yeah. and that's one of the reasons why I started doing it, just to kind of um, – plus, to be honest, I, we, we do readings at cons. And if you, don't, if you want anything to really humble you, um, have somebody set up a reading for you at a convention because um, you're hoping that somebody's going to be there when you finally go in the room to read. <laughs> <And> usually, <laughs> usually it's very intimate. It might be you and one other person. And sometimes that other person's only in there because they they're in the wrong room and they didn't realize <laughs> so uh but actually, when I do it online, I actually have more people uh at the reading when I do them online than I've ever had doing at a convention, and then you wow. have the video that you know the video remains, and so the video gets seen like you know three, four, five hundred times and stuff like that so really for uh, a a writer like me, um I actually get more um exposure reading online and I did what I used to do cons and stuff like that. So that's the other reason why I can I continue to do them. That's pretty good. But your books your books are also uh you have several books that are audio books in audiobook form, aren't they? Yeah, I just started doing that. Um last year I had a couple of friends of mine that kept telling me, they said, Man, you gotta get an audio books, you know, that's where that's where the growth is right now and and People have been telling me for a while, and so I decided to try it this year. So um, actually, um, when I do it, I do through um, uh, ACX, and where they basically pair you up with a narrator, and the narrator reads mm-hmm. the story for you. So I've got two out right now. I've got one book called Fallen, which is a collection of short stories about um, a character, Shangay, um, uh, Shangay and Majoga. Uh, Shangay is a – basically, Shangay is a fallen mm-hmm. angel. Um, I guess that's the best way to describe her. She fell in love with a human, and she was punished by being made mortal. And her, the person she fell in love with, uh, Majoga, was actually um, they was he was supposed to be killed, but Shange's uh, mother spirit took mercy on him and basically took his soul and put it into a lion. So, mm. so now Shange and mm. Majoga basically travel East, East Africa 
on different adventures serving the serving the ancestors basically whenever something is going on and the ancestors need them to somebody to do something on the on the earthly plane Shange and Majoga do it um hoping that one day they'll be um forgiven and be able mm-hmm. to live together and stuff so it's a collection of short stories and um I've got that one done and I have another one called Woman of the Woods which is uh, another one of my popular books that um I just let out on uh on audiobook as well and that one's doing really well. So it's um everything everything everybody told me about it was true. I mean it's it's really a good way to um share your story with people. Really? Well, I used to do- I used to have to drive a lot across from uh, when my husband was was working in in uh, North Carolina, and I'd be on the road. Or even when I used to work downtown, you know, you could <laughs> sometimes that last mile for, to the to the uh, Congress Center would could take an hour. And I liked to yeah. audio books in there. And I began buying a lot of them, and um, yeah. and I love oh co- Fallen. The cover on Fallen is great because I love the. Uh, picture that's the Shange in the front you know because she's so she looks so powerful and so confident she's got her sword and she's got on like her like a I don't know post-apocalyptic bikini and and uh, knee boots and uh, <laughs> she's got that her lion lover right behind her and uh, you're thinking okay she's got a sword in her hand and it looks like another knife or another sword hanging from her belt yeah the, the artist that did that yeah. uh, Chris Mosby he actually was the one who um that that's a kind of interesting story because he actually he was a big Sword and Soul fan, and he's an artist. He lives up in D.C. And one day he just sent me this image of it was an image of uh, this woman standing behind beside a lion, and he just said, "Here you go, man. This is this is just something I came up with." And I said, "Well, man, this is this is pretty neat." And I said, "So if you're gonna do that, then I sat down and thought about it, and I said, well, I'm, I, and I and I came up with the background for the story." And him and I talked about it a little bit, and then I introduced the character actually in a story, one of my Chonga Safari stories. And then I said, well, we need to write a story just about her. And that's where the whole um, – I had a, wrote, wrote a story called The Blood Seekers, which is actually um, a graphic novel now because when he got the story, he just started doing pages on it, started drawing it and making it into a graphic novel. Um, so wow. we've been kind of like collaborating on this over the years. It's nothing that we have a schedule on. It's just that – I'll mm-hmm. write some stories one day and send it to him, and he'll send me some artwork, and we just kind of do it like that, you know. So um, it's been a re- it's been a real fun project. I, I really enjoy that story and that whole uh, storyline. Still haven't figured out how it's going to end yet, but but I'm having fun. <laughs> <with that story. laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. Go ahead and say. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I'm I'm listening to you. So you gonna say what? I'm gonna say, well, you better figure it out because while you were talking, I just now bought Fallen. So I'm just saying. <laughs> and that's funny you're saying that because while you were talking, I was thinking to myself that I need to send this to my mom because she she loves reading, but um, oh. she loves sharing. Her and my dad, they share audio books. You know, that's something that they can do together. And she's always looking for great stories. And this just sounds like a really great story that they can share. Yeah, and the narrator is mm-hmm. really good. Um, the narrator, her name is uh, Darla Middlebrooks, and uh, she is really good. She did Fallen, and she also did Woman of the Woods, and she's a great narrator. So I think they'll really wow. enjoy it. Thank you. I'm going to do like Jennifer and just go on and get it while I'm right here doing this while I'm yeah. with you guys. Everybody listening should get it too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> 
<laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. And let me tell you, all you have to do is go to the website. Let me tell you now, Milton J. Davis, M-I-L-T-O-N-J-D-A-V-I-S.com. And also there'll be, once you get in there, it's an easy website to navigate. And uh, when you go to, well, let's see, the recent releases page, at the, it'll have three gorgeous covers, The Long Walk, Fallen and the priestess of how, how do you pronounce the um, Inku? Priestess of Inku, yeah, Inku. It's just priestess Inku. of Inku. Go, another gorgeous cover, and um, then down at the bottom, you know, it says um, a priestess. Is, 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 uh, to learn more about and purchase my books, please inquire below MV Media, and you just click on that box, and it'll take you everything you want. So, yeah. By the way, if you're listening live tonight, Kenya, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I've had so much fun talking to uh, you guys tonight. I didn't even tell anybody else that if you want to talk to Milton Davis, uh, the number to call <laughs> yes. is 646-716-9922. That's 646-716-9922, a toll-free call in the continental U.S. And uh, also for people who, and you know, Kenya, we've all been there before. People who maybe are at a place where you can't uh, make a phone call, uh, you can always yeah. send a message to me with a question or comment uh, on a messenger on Facebook, either to Jennifer Maudette Perry or through Madam Perry Salon, either one. That would be, uh, and we can make sure that he gets a question, comment. So, <laughs> so, well, so tell us, what, what else have you got going on that you're excited about right now? I mean, you know, well, right now I've been um, I've been um, trans t- spending spend a lot of time taking my content and taking it to different type of uh, I guess different type of application, different type of venues and stuff. Um, I've got a um, I'm actually working with a team of people on a um, on a 3D animation project um, called Playing the Odds. Um, it, it was it's based on a story. I wrote, it's a cyberpunk story. We call it Cyberpunk. Um, it's uh, it's based on the story that I wrote last year. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's cyberpunk. It's it's uh, it's like cyberpunk, but with good music. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> but uh, what we did, what we did, I wrote the story Charlie, last year. Charlie Wilson, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wrote the story last year, and I read it. Um, I just I, I I wanted to write. I always been interested in cyberpunk, and so I got this idea for a story, and um, I wrote it, and I read it at DragonCon, and I got really good response from it. And then I read it again at Multiverse, and I got more good response from it. And I had a is a group of friends of mine that have different different areas of expertise. Some of one of them's a, uh, a guy named Mark Barnes who's really good at um 3D animation. Um, Otis Galloway, who's a um, who's a music a music um, creator, um, um, Paula Wilson, who is, does uh, she has a company called Pep Squally, where she specializes in like voice acting and voice directing for um, animation and stuff, and uh, the Gradier, um Daniels, who does uh, um, virtual reality, and then I've got my, my longtime uh, work, working working partner um, Balaguno Jetaida, who does uh, scripts and stories as well. And we've always been talking about separately talk about doing projects. So we said, well, you know what, let's get together and work on an animation project based on this story. 
and everybody liked the story, so we got together. We've, um, we've actually um, done some 3D models. Um, Otis has actually w- written an, an entire soundtrack. He's got like 16 songs that he's written for this particular uh, this animation that we're working on. Um, Paul has already got the voice actors, and we've already recorded Ooh. portions of the, of the story and stuff. So it's going along really well. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think out of all the projects I'm working on, I'm probably the most excited about that because I've always loved animation particularly 3D animation, and the fact that we're able to work on something like that and, um, and make it happen has been, has been really exciting for me. So you'll be, you'll be hearing more and more about that as we get closer and closer to um, showing, um, creating the trailer and showing it to everybody. Great. That's wonderful. All right. So you're going to have to forgive me because I just got very caught up in your blog page. Ed, the artwork is beautiful. So is it the same artist for each project or no? No, I, I, I use different artists. Um, I've, I've had a, I grew up with artists. My, um, two of my cousins who are like brothers to me, both of them were artists. And um, I grew up around them. Uh, they, was, they were always drawing pictures from comic books and stuff. And um, they basically proved to me that I wasn't an artist. <laughs> That's why I became a writer. I'm a, failed, I'm a failed artist, so I decided to become a writer. <laughs> but I've always, so cool. <laughs> so I've always had this uh, thing about artists. So, and I work with different I've, – I've had a chance to meet a lot of them online. I used to be in this um, group called Black Superhero, which was basically a group of um, – black comic book artists and a lot of the artists that I work with now were people that I met in that group and I'm always on Facebook I'm always looking for different artists and whenever I find an artist that I think um, their artwork might match a story that I'm working on I'll commission them for work sometimes I'll it'll be a situation kind of like with um with um Chris where I will see a piece of artwork and it'll kind of like spark a story and then I'll go to the artist and say hey you know uh, I love to use this as, you know, an uh, inspirational commission. Um, the book that you saw, the one that you read, Priests of Enku, um, mm-hmm. that entire book was ba- was based on a piece of artwork by an um, artist named Shakira Rivers. I saw this picture she did, and I was like, man, this is amazing. And I asked her, I said, what's the story behind it? She says, well, there really isn't one. And so I said, well, can I can I use it as an um, inspiration for a story? And she said, yeah. So I started writing stories. Mm. And I would send her portions of it. And the, and the beautiful thing that happened is as I started sending her portions of the story, she started doing more artwork based on some of the characters I, would create, I was creating for the story. So, oh, that's um, cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it was mm-hmm. great. And, that's, and, that's, and that whole book is, it includes the artwork that she created during the process of us collaborating, you know, back and forth on the story and stuff. So um, that was all just because of her inspiration that where that story came from. Wow. Amazing. That sounds like it was like that was meant to be, Kenya. I mean, just the art yeah, it really was story. I mean, it, it was fun. I mean, I was like, you know, she really blew me away when she started doing the additional artwork. I'm like, oh, man, this is great. You know, so we were kind of like pumping each other up. You know, she sent me some artwork and I write some more stuff. <laughs> and so it, was, it was really cool. <laughs> I really enjoyed that project. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. Yeah. I think that's when you know you're in the right place, you know, when it just uh, kind of clicks in. With me and Kenya, I always say that I, we know we can we can we we can tell we can 
pretty much proof that our our guardian angels are best friends because we get kind of get pushed into stuff like that where it's like, oh, look how this worked out, and it's just like that. But that's even better. The artist, I mean, the artist inspired you, and then you she's uh, and she's begun to create more art. That is that's got to be. I would think that would be very energizing and exciting. Oh, it is. It's, it's every every person that I work with. Um, I've been working with them for a few years now, and it's always amazing to me how um, we kind of lift each other up. You know, artists always mm-hmm. take. You know, I'll, I'll just, sometimes I'll describe to them what I want to see, and they'll always take it to the next level. It's always mm-hmm. it's always better, it's always better than I described it. <laughs> you know, so, you that know, is so cool. <laughs> and the ones that I've been working with for a while, they kind of they kind of know me, and I kind of know them. So whenever I, you know, tell them what I want, you know, some of them I don't have to tell them. I just give them a little brief description, and they go off and do it. And I'm and I'm and I'm confident that they're going to bring me something back that I'm going to be happy with. So that's that's the really cool point right there. Oh, that I love that, Kenya. That's good. Tell me yeah. that. Uh, let's talk about. You know, we were talking um, anthologies. You know, um, and and tell me, help me um, with the description of this. An anthology is just maybe a collection of short stories or poems under a certain theme by yes. different mm-hmm. artists, by different writers, creators. Okay, and um, you've written part of and edited several anthologies. Oh, and by the way, let me ask you, Charles R. Saunders, was he like a mentor to you? It's, it's, Charles is, uh, our relationship is interesting because I, I had, um, when I first started writing Sword and Soul, um, I didn't know, I didn't call it that then. I wanted to write Sword and Sorcery that was based on African cultures and traditions. And when I first started doing it, I was like, I started researching, I said, man, somebody has had to do this before. And I would look on the internet and I wouldn't find anything. But then in 2005, um, Lightshade Magazine, Lightshade, um, what, is it, what is it called, Nightshade Publishing, they let out Charles's book, Immoral. Uh-huh. And that's when I became aware of, of Immoral. And Charles had actually written the book back in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, and mm-hmm. he's very well respected in the sword and sorcery industry because he, he created basically people considered Immoral Black Conan. And um, wow. just so happened, we had a mutual friend, and we got a chance to meet. And he read my first novel, and from then on, we were just we've been we've just been hanging out together. We call each other we're, we're sword and soul brothers. He has been a um, he, he became a mentor because of the fact that you know what he had done. He had done it so 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 earlier than I did. And his uh, and his skills and his expertise, you know, and and being able to work, talk to him, and and bounce things off of each other, and um, actually come up with different ideas, like the Griot's anthology, um, came out of a conversation between me and him talking about other people that probably were trying to write the same thing that we were trying to write, and went through the issues of have, of, of trying to be published because publishers really weren't looking for that type of work. So we said, let's make an anthology. Um, and let's find these writers that um, were, tr- were trying to do the same thing and give them an opportunity. And that's how that anthology came to be. And it was really, um, it's actually my best-selling book um, out of all my books. I probably sell more copies. I sell more copies per month of that book than anything. And it's been out since like, um, I think, um, 2011. Um, but wow. that is not- yeah. Well, one of the reasons is that a lot of the authors that we published in that book um, went on to do um, great things. And when people search for their work, that anthology comes up. 
And so people end up buying oh. the book because they can buy the book because of because of a particular writer, and then they'll see all the other stories in there, you know, and it kind of just kind of goes on like that. Mhm. You know, that's one thing I was saying. And yeah, and the thing too with the, with the anthologies, you know, there may be I don't know sometimes ten, fifteen, depending on how big it is, uh, authors in there, and you know you might buy it because you get you, there are one or two people that you like, and then it's like getting a bonus because you learn new authors that you like, and you're introduced to their work. And I was talking to. And Saunders, I mean, you know, well, I think you know he lives in what Pennsylvania. He's in his seventies now. He started way back. And and he really, I, I guess he really broke some ground for a lot of authors. But recently, a few weeks ago, uh, I think a mutual friend of ours was my guest here, Valjean Jeffers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Valjean, yeah. And, another one of and, another one of the crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, she's fantastic. And she said, um, I asked her. I said, you know, so many of this work is. Uh, I learn so many new writers every day, and I've loved to read since I was. Little, my mother taught me to read before I went to school, so I was a lifelong reader. And I said, you know, I would sometimes look at books and things that I would read, and then I would think about my friends. And you know, what, well, actually, I got this from Kenya once. We said something we were talking about pictures or books or things, and and you were talking about you know wanting to see everybody. You know, you say I don't see me in that picture. And I'd have other friends, you know, with different nationalities or or from uh, different places going, yeah, I don't see me in this. Where am I in this story? And, um, you know, we all want to see ourselves. And I said, as much as as popular science is and fantasy and adventure stories, you can't tell me that there weren't people of color writing these stories all along. They just weren't being published that's exactly it. I, I think that's like when people say, "Well, the first person," I said, "No, I, I'm, I, I'm, I firmly believe that there were people writing these stories long before we even sat down to do um, to, to type on the keyboard." But knowing the publishing industry the way it is, because I, I, my first attempt at getting published was like in the '80s, and I was sending stuff out, and I went back from getting form rejections to um, editors actually looking at my stuff, and they'll say, "Yeah, we like it, but it's not for our magazine. You may want to try this magazine out." And I just was kind of like naive about the whole process, so I just figured, well, I just need to keep doing this until I find the right place. But when I came back years later and started writing and publishing on my own, and I really studied the industry, I started thinking, I said, maybe these guys weren't publishing me because I was writing these stories with these black characters, and they didn't feel like, for whatever reason, that it was right for their magazine or they couldn't sell it. And, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that you know, I mean, here we are, twelve years later from when I first started, you know, indie publishing, and you know, we got you know black authors, you know, a lot more black authors now in in science fiction and fantasy than we did then, but I think that um, but and we still run into that. We still run into publishers and mm-hmm. and editors and agents who don't really um, uh, connect with what we're doing, but. That's one of the reasons why I did it was because I wanted to write stories that um, people like me could see and could see themselves in it, not only as a a person of a particular um, uh, genre, but also see their history incorporated into it as well. And so that's mm-hmm. that's why what I do, and that's why I continue to do it. You know, and that's why I publish other people that do it. So, who is MV Media? Oh, MV Media is me. Um, the V stands for my wife because she's my wife. 
<laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Honesty will get you the world. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, the beef and I, and I created a publishing company. Really, it was out of necessity at the time because the um, the um, print-on-demand company I was trying to work with would only work with you if you were a company. They wouldn't yeah. work with you as an individual writer. So I set myself up as a LLC, and that's how I started working with them. Um, so um, and and plus, I, I used to have a business back in the day, and I kind of wanted to to um, do it again. So that's why I set the company up. And um, I, I do publish other authors. I don't publish a lot right now, but I'm about to change that. I'm starting to um, sign on with more authors now, so it kind of works out now. That That is magnificent. It, at, least, at least now with self-publishing, and, you know, now, too, people have gotten more sophisticated with self-publishing. It used to have that kind of stigma like, like oh, it's homemade or something, but now more mm-hmm. people – who who do work with small presses or self-publishing are more apt to be a very sophisticated um, business person enough to be yep. able to know that they need an editor, you know, maybe a beta readers, but at least an editor and um, have somebody else go over things with them. Maybe somebody that that is their mentor that they trust, so that when they and, then, uh-huh. and to get a great cover, so that when you do put it out, you've got a you know a polished product ready to to be read and to be absorbed and loved and and uh yep. be popular. Yeah, so many um the industry kind of responded to so many people doing in the publishing that there's a much better support group out there now for you. It's easier to do stuff than it was when I first started doing it. Um a lot of stuff has been made almost like do it yourself so it makes it easy to do it. So um and it's and it's a uh, it's a it's a large part of the publishing industry now. It's a really large part of it. Yeah. Kenya? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. You, you know, I wanted to talk, I've been telling Kenya about um we've been talking about steam funk, steampunk, um <laughs> diesel funk and I have been threatening to take Kenya's uh if not her, at least take, you know, her kids with me to a steampunk convention. Oh yeah, 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 she's, yeah. yeah she's, and she talked about my, about my girl about um our granddaughters too, and taking them, and they love that kind of thing. They just love the fantasy of it all. They yes. just okay, and they can't get into that. You yeah, started out. Okay, I'm going to say visit. I mean, uh, Milton, is this a person named Vincent uh, sending a question or a comment for you? But, Milton, did you notice she said our grandchildren? Yeah, oh, yeah, we share our grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, it's not that we're a same sex couple, it's just that I was recruited. <laughs> I wasn't, just I, wasn't at, I was recruited. And, yeah. uh, and when you get I've got to do it, you've got to do it with me. <laughs> And and of course they love me And uh, yeah I keep talking about I want to get them dressed up in a little steampunk I want to just I keep thinking maybe next year If if the world is good and we can go out and play again I want to take them to Wild Wild West Con in Tucson Which by the way um, 
I would love to see you at a convention like that. No, I've, I've done um, – I did a couple of steampunk conventions here in Atlanta. Um, I've actually done a couple of them in Denver. Um, I did one that was called AnomalyCon, um, and then there's another one, what's the other one called, WhimsyCon, which is also a steampunk convention. And I've done those out there. Um, it's funny because I, I tell people, I said, I, I did not – I don't know why, but for some odd reason I'm popular in Denver. And <laughs> – I don't, I don't know how it happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I, I live in Atlanta, and but for some odd reason, when I that was the first time I went to a convention that most of the people that I met had read my books, and they were really excited. Wow. Whoa! And I was like, okay, did I did I slip through the multiverse or something? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats! That's wonderful. <laughs> Denver is always a good time for me when I go do a con because I know a lot of people there and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, And plus I like Denver. It's the first time I've been there and actually had time to spend, had time, had, had a chance to spend time there. So it's it's a great place. And they have some great conventions out there. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, there's another story right there. Something like that, Travis. Oh, the I do have um one book that uh I guess that, that we had mentioned about earlier that um that I just dropped. It's um actually a comic book. It's uh, called Chong and the Jade Obelisk. And it's oh, based yeah, on my yeah, Chong. Yeah. We gotta talk about that. Okay. Yeah, it's based on my Chong Safari series. Yeah, it's a, it's Chanda is a um it's a sword and soul um story. It's actually a historical fantasy. Because uh, it's based on Africa in the 15th century, and Changa is this wow. merchant adventurer, and he travels from East Africa to China to India to Arabia, and then he goes into the interior of Africa to different kingdoms there, Songhai, places like that. It's a it's actually a four book series, and um, I, just, I at one point I wanted to take it from being a novel to being a comic book series. And I teamed up with a, a brother named uh, Jason Reeves, who has a company called 133 Art out in Los Angeles. And so we got together, and um, Jason brought the team together. He brought the writer, Robert Jeffrey, an artist, Matteo Illuminati, who's from uh, Italy, and Loris, who's also from Italy. And we made this comic book. We did a Kickstarter to raise the money, and actually uh, dropped it this week is um, the first week that it's, it's, that it's available. Um, so and it's a great book. I mean, if you see it, get a chance to see it. It's like wonderful with the artwork and it wasn't what I expected, but it was beyond what I expected. Um, you know, you have your own impression about what a comic, what it would look like, but uh, Mateo just took it and gave it his own style, and it's just and it's a really good looking book. It's a really good looking book. I, I told somebody, I said, I'm, I'm afraid people aren't going to read it because it looks so good. <laughs> and they won't even, and then they get to the end of the book and they'll say, wait a minute, what was that book about? You know, kind of thing, you know. Right. <laughs> Where can but you it's get it? Really, it's actually, hey, um, um, you can get it directly from my site, um, my MV Media site, and you can also get okay. it from uh, um, 133 Art. We both are selling the books directly, um, the paperbacks and the uh, PDFs as well. Okay, nice, nice. Okay. All I right, what well, now? I, you well. know, I'm a his- 
Yeah, we will. We're going to be sharing that. And make sure I have a great picture of that to share on all of my social media, too. Okay, I've only got a couple more minutes with uh, Kenya Colbert and Milton J. Davis. And if you have a comment or question, uh, call uh, 646-716-9922. And I do have somebody about to come in here. But just going to say, I love history. I love to read history and things. And I love to read through stories about people's lives. They, um, they just take twisted well, turns that they, you know, you would never expect. So yeah, you'll you'll love, you'll love Conga because I actually I tried to be as historically accurate as possible when I was writing the books, um, and then threw in the little fantasy stuff like that. So when you read about the different countries that he goes to, I call them by the names that they were called during that time period, and um, nice. so I tried to find as much details as I, as I, as possible during those times. So, and I'm a big history I'm a big history net too. So that's why um, that that's that story particular story means a lot to me because of the history in it and the fantasy as well. Yeah, so I don't know a whole lot, but I'm going to be looking it up and see. Like the was that that was the time that was right after the time of the Mali Empire. Yeah, actually, and, when uh, I was writing that, that was uh, Mali was had kind of diminished, but Songhai was the big empire at that time in um, in that part of Africa. Um, and you have, you also had I can don't get me going on this because I can go all day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, you have to come back again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll stop with them Hey, all right. Uh, hold on just a minute. Kenya, if you don't mind, we've got somebody here. Uh, would you just reach over and, um, or actually, I know you're, wait, yeah, reach over and part the beaded no, curtain I can reach, for me, please. I can reach it. I can reach the beaded curtain. You, <laughs> all right. You're so I'm short, but I'm not too. that short. <laughs> But you're elegant. You're elegant. You're always elegant. If you just reach over the beaded curtain and come on in here to Madame Perry's salon, you're no stranger here. Introduce yourself and say hello to Milton and Kenya. Hi, Kenya, first of all. Hi. How are you? And I am fine. Long time no here. And um, Milton. Milton J. Yes. Davis. Mm-hmm. How you doing, bro? I'm doing fine. How you doing? <laughs> You're you're awesome. You're you're awesome. I I've never heard about you, but I heard about your work, and I that. But that's how I am. You know, I'm I'm a science fiction nut. Um, you um, this is this is. I didn't even know. I didn't realize. Uh, I didn't even know you live in Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. Okay. Um. Let me just jump to the chase because I don't think we have much time. Um, I'm an original music uh, composer for film. Um, um, you you got anything that's going to look at going to a film? I mean, um, I actually, I have a couple of projects that are being shopped around right now. Um, okay. I can't talk about them in detail because you know how that thing is. You, yes, you know, I do, I do, I do. I'd like to give my information to you and talk about... Um, you know, possibly uh, teaming up with you and seeing um, if some of my contacts can help make that happen, and um, and if I can be a part of this on that scale. Um, Great. I I guess I really need to sit down. My nephew is is on to you. That's who's on to you. My nephew. And, oh, um, okay. And I've got two two other guys. Uh, Jonathan Davis. He's a science fiction. He's a young science fiction writer. Um, actually, he um he. I hate the word dropout, but he dropped out of SCAD and he started doing animation with his partner. And um, 
Yeah, these kids have all the software and all the computers, and, and I love them, man. These are <laughs> the way they do their thing. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I'm definitely going to find out more. I would not have known if I was not um, turned on to you just now. I mean, just like right now, I'm like, this is the guy that we're, okay, Sword and Soul Adventures, Son of, is it Mfumu? See, Sword and Soul yeah. is what I know son, about. Son of, son, son, son of Mfumu is the... Uh, yeah, it's the final book in the Changa series. Yeah, yeah. Changa, right? Exactly, Kachanga. Yeah, wow, that is. And uh, steampunk, I've known about, and the diesel funk. Um, wow. Um, get. I want to get your info, and um, and for, and get my info to you. So, I okay. I just wanted to know if you if you have any future works of you know have any um chance of this being a. Uh, I think it would be more of a series if series would be better. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, there's a there's 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 conversations going on, and then there's stuff that I plan on doing independent as well. Um, okay, like the, uh, sure. The thing, the plan to us thing that I told you about, that's basically an independent project that we're working on together. We're, we're hopefully we can crowdfund it and do it ourselves, but that's our plan. Because um, there's okay. certain projects that I just that I just feel like I feel strong so strongly about that mm-hmm. I want to work with certain people with them, and I don't mm-hmm. want anybody else handling them. So. <laughs> Sure, sure. Creative <laughs> control. I understand. Well, my my motto when working with filmmakers, with directors, and people with vision, I mean, there's no ego in it for me. I I personally help tell a story with music. I you know I write for symphony and I do over 18 styles of music, and it's it's all about sound design and music to help your um, moving image, your your digital media, your media story be told. So I am looking forward to you getting my information from Madam Perry and um, <laughs> thank you very much oh I'm sorry and this, <laughs> how about yeah. that five Who letters V-L-E-E-V V-L-E-E-V V as in Victor L as in Larry two E's like elephant and V as in Victor net. that's my website you can do that easy and if you just put those five letters in V-L-E-E-V You'll get 50 pages on me on your Google search. Okay, great. Great. Looking All right. forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to connecting with you. Big hugs, and if I can, big hugs. You have, thank you. Big hugs, big handshakes, big high fives. Um, you have a website. You have a website, right? Yeah. I'll um, share my everything. Main... Okay. okay. Yes. Thank you. Please share I'll everything. Give me the it, website. I'll post it on all of my social media. Uh, All Jennifer right. Perry awesome. as well as Madam Perry. All right. Vincent, thank, thank you. you so thank much you. for dropping in. You're welcome. Uh, appreciate awesome. it. Awesome right. to meet we'll you, Milton. You. All right, thank Kenya, you. Milton. Thank you very much. Thank you, Madam Perry. All right, sweetie. All right. All right, sweetie. All right. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. This has been a great night, and I know I've kept you longer probably than I promised. I've been, it's just always such a pleasure to have you here, Milton. And um, please come back again and again. I will. I enjoyed it. You guys are fun. You know, thank you. (laughs) I enjoyed every second. (laughs) This week. Hey, Milton, do you know the singer, actor, uh, Billy Vera? Mm, No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, he's got this song that uh, uh, everybody knows. It's it's, uh, What Did You Think Do At This Moment? Oh yeah, yeah, I know that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that. he was on. He was our guest Monday night with me and Kenya. 
And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, you the same yeah thing. so this we've been having a fun week. You guys yeah, had yeah, fun. Yeah. Last night we had... Last night we had another friend of yours, Quentin Ville, but I think we I think we frightened him. So um, <laughs> I, think, I think he felt ganged up on, you know. So, I'm so uh, sorry. <laughs> I think he was leaving before the show was over. You know, I think he was like, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun week, about, though. We had a great week. Valjean. What have you gotten me into? <laughs> These women are crazy. But please, if, if, if I may make a suggestion, you know, I hear a lot of people complaining or, or not complaining, people frustrated about, you know, kids learning online, kids homeschooling or whatever, you know, but I find history fascinating. I may not always like when I read history, but it's fascinating to see how, how where we've come from, what has happened with different people, you know, and what has brought us to where we are today. And, you know, maybe we just, um, yeah, since you, you're bringing some information uh, about the 15th century, um, just that might be a good way to kind of get kids interested in it. If somebody as cool as you and writes the books that you write, maybe they could sort of be led into it. And who knows? Well, my wife, tells me I should, my, my wife tells me I should be a history teacher. She said, you make it interesting. I say, well, that's because it's interesting to me. But, yeah, I, you know, I think that's one That's one of the things that I, that I wanted to do with Changa was to, um, uh, what do they call it, edutainment. <laughs> I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, you know, edutainment. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't really go into a lot of detail about the history, but what I hope, and it has happened, because I've been in conversations because of that, when people start asking me about, you know, where did Changa do this and stuff like that, and it's like they're interested in hearing about the history now because it's not just about dates and uh, and names; it's about Changa, and they want to know where Changa went, and they want to know how, you know, you know what Changa did there, and that gets, and that's that's what gets them into the history and stuff. Because you make it come alive with Changa. Yeah, exactly. And it's and not that's, just that's, somebody, they don't, you know, who, what. Yeah, it, it becomes alive. It becomes real people to them. And so, well, yeah. please, Milton, please promise you'll come back and talk more to us. I will. I will. Please, please, right. please. <laughs> I will. The, 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 genie, the genie bottle is comfortable, so, yeah. <laughs> you got your, you it got really your is. own monogram. <laughs> Yeah, you got your own monobalance seat. All right. Well, thank you so much. And don't forget, Kenya, Kenya Cobra's new podcast, Wake Up Everybody, starts July the 4th, and I'll make sure everybody knows where it is. Milton J. Davis, you, if you know anything about me and connected to me anywhere, you will know exactly where to find all of his fantastic work. And I am just so proud to know the fabulous, all you people in my life that just – Make it so much better. Kenya, Milton, Becky Kyle yeah. introduced me to you in the first place, Milton. Uh thank you. <laughs>